0: Ruthless Talk community. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning in to this video, my name is James Porcelli and welcome to episode number 27 of Ruthless Talk. It is a Monday and we are here to talk some AEW and AEW revolution from last night it is a pay-per-view review which means it is time for our another edition of the good the bad and the ugly i want to give a shout out to my co-host brian thomas now he is not here uh for this review um for today but he will be back tomorrow when we go over monday night raw tomorrow so make sure you guys stay tuned for that so brian thomas if you're watching this shout out to you my man can't wait to do that review and can't wait to have you back for tomorrow's monday night raw review but your boy is here to hold down the fort and you guys still one way or one way or another i can speak (laughs) are going to get this review for aew revolution and i know as well i said this was going to be an audio format only but you know what again wanted to change things up a little bit and keep people on their toes (laughs) so yes you get to see me in my beautiful face once again so you're welcome (laughs) so anyway let's just dive straight into it guys so i got a lot going on today so this will be hopefully i want to try to get this as quickly as i can you know so Uh, We'll just dive straight into it. So, real quick, just to go over the rules of this review. So, for the good and the bad and the ugly, each match will get one tally. All right. so whatever tally goes into the ugly column, that is going to be crossed off and turned into two bads when we do the final tally for this review to determine whether it was a good or a bad show. If for some reason, by the end of of the main event... We go into a tie. Well, then we will go into the pre-show or kickoff show, whatever AEW pretty much called their, uh, I guess, pre-show or whatever it is from last night. Then we will go into that kickoff match uh, if we do have a tiebreaker, which I believe was just another six-man tag or something along those lines that involved Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros and some other schmucks. I don't know. But if that is the case, then we will go into that kickoff show Um, if there is a tiebreaker so those are the rules without further ado y'all let's dive straight into this aew revolution march 5th 2023 live in the chase center in san francisco california match number one was chris jericho versus ricky starks with the jericho appreciation society banned from ringside match time was under 14 minutes um, and look, crowd was hot. The crowd was hot for this match at times. I mean, you got a let's go Ricky chant Y2J, uh, from the little, uh, start of the match, you know, let's go Ricky Y2J, you know, that, that little shtick there with the, with the crowd. So, I mean, again, that the crowd was into it. I will give them that. But again, guys, this is at the end of the day, this is a, this is a fucking rematch, <laughs> a rematch that they've had on a match from, from dynamite. And that's honestly guys, what this, entire match really was i mean this was just no better than their match that they had at, at dynamite uh i mean that i'm just i'm just being honest with you guys uh i i got i wanted to like this match i i really really did and listen it was a decent match for what it was i mean i'm don't get me wrong chris jericho even at his age at 50 plus years old can still can still freaking go even ricky starks i've always said and i know brian has for weeks and months uh, how high we are on Ricky Starks, but again, guys, it's just the way as well. This this entire freaking this entire feud just in general has just been playing off. It's just it just come off as flat, and then this match is to me was just it did not feel pay per view worthy, and it just and the fact that we're starting the night off with this just was just really really odd. But but moving forward into this match, uh, Sammy Guevara runs down the rampway. Um, and Action Andretti takes him out before uh Sammy Guevara, I guess, gets involved. Um, so again, so Action Andretti, there he is, guys, freaking Ricky Starks and Action Andretti, who have been attached to the hip for months to weeks after Ricky Starks had his world title match against MJF, and here he is again, just out of the freaking blue. Um, you know, so so Action Andretti gets involved, he he deals with Sammy Guevara. Uh, Jericho uses his bat Floyd <laughs> to uh he hits he hits the stomach to Starks I think Starks had like his uh his stomach or his ribs like wrapped up so so he hits um he hits uh Starks um in the stomach or in the stomach area while the ref is distracted um with the chaos that's going on outside between Guevara and Action and um so Chris Jericho goes in for a Judas effect, Starks counters and hits the row shambo for the W and Ricky Starks wins this match and stands tall. Um look. I really did not want to have to do this, but look, I understand, you know, a lot of people are saying this match was good and it was. Uh, I I will give p- uh credit and props to both of these men that they put on a tremendous match again the crowd was into it um but again guys this to me was just no better than a a match on dynamite guys again i know i know i'm I'm being the asshole in the community right now i'm being the jerk i'm being the 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 you know just whatever name you want to call me but guys i mean I just I don't know what what you guys want me to say. I mean, we, we've said about this going into it, how we've already have had this match and they would have had to up the ante if you're going to give me a rematch between Starks and Jericho to, to to make me really give a shit about this. And And this to me was just and again, a good match. I'm not saying it was not a good match, but it was pretty much the same thing that we got it, freaking Dynamite weeks ago. It's just the truth. So now Starks has beaten Jericho. So why did Jericho have to take the first pinfall from Starks in the first place just to get the rematch to beat him again? Guys, what the fuck, man? I mean, I understand we want to praise the match itself, but guys, professional wrestling is more than just the great match. Um, And and I can't emphasize that enough because all people want to do, and this has kind of been the freaking trend, about this pay-per-view oh great match great sequence great this great that when like i'm the only uh, maybe i'm just the one in the minority here and maybe i don't know maybe there's a few people that also agree with me going like what's what else was different from this match that we haven't seen in that dynamite match (laughs) weeks ago so i hate that i have to do this guys listen this is this is not because that the match was bad the match was good the the crowd was into it. But again, guys, this this is not, again, this is a pay-per-view. This is AW Revolution. This is not AW Dynamite. And the, and the fact that this match kind of started off the night just really just did not do it for me at all. Um, and it just does not make any sense, especially the way it was built up to it. Um, you're going to start the night off with this. Um, and again, just... And I mean, look, if they would have, if there would have been more in this match and I'm not talking about the duration, but just more, I don't know, just some more like detail, right? I I hope I'm, I hope I'm making sense to everybody. Like, you know, there was just, there was nothing different in this match than what I saw from Jericho and Starks the first time they fought guys. And that's just the truth. So I, I hate to do this guys, but this first match for Starks and Jericho Goes into the bed. I- I'm sorry. I-, I don't care if that makes me an asshole. I don't care if that makes me an, a a prick. I- I'm just being I'm just being honest with you guys because I-, I mean this is not. I mean this is how you start the night off with a rematch. Like, come on, guys. I mean, this is a freaking pay per view. Like, I mean, AEW guys. We know that they they have their four pay-per-views, their four main pay-per-views. This is your one of your biggest pay-per-views of your calendar year and you started off with a fucking rematch. I mean, if you wanted to start, I mean, this match I I, I mean if if you wanted to do this match the second or third match of the night like then okay, but like to have this to start the night off with this to to get like it's just come on, man. It's and, and it's a shame because I like Jericho. I like Starks. But guys, I have to be freaking real and good for Starks. Star- Starks was the right person to win this match um, because he freaking needs it after just the amount of shitty booking that freaking Tony Khan has given him since that world title match against MJF. And he's just not felt important at all. Um, yeah. And, and just. I think the only good thing about this is that hopefully this entire feud is freaking done. Um, But like it, but just everything about this feud and this, and the way that it's been going, has just been flat. And and the way that this just ended was just so like, this is the end to a feud guys. Cause I, I I'm pretty sure that this is pretty much done as it should be. Um, But yeah, so like there's nothing felt special in the moment. And then like, And then AEW, like they don't even go to like a video package or like, they just jump straight into, into the next match. So again, that's how you start your night off. To me, it was just very underwhelming. It just did not hit solid match. Like I said, but just very out of place. And it was, this match was nothing better than, than a match, than their first match on dynamite. And that's the truth. So, so yeah. So far, not off to a great start at all. And I know, oh, James, you're an asshole, man. Like, it was a good match. I agree it was a good match. I just, that's what I just said. But to me, again, guys, this is a pay-per-view event. Like, you're you're telling me you built this entire feud to just have a rematch and to pretty much have the same type of match that you had at Dynamite now on Revolution. Come on. give, Give me a break. Anyway, moving on. So. So far, Tony, AEW, not off to a good start at all, as we already have one in the bad, which was Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Match number two was Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage, the final burial. Yes, I'm going to say that again. The final burial. I guess you can call this a casket match, a buried alive match, whatever the fuck this is. Um, Yeah, this is pretty much what we got, so... Um, And again, and and this was, this is outside of MJF and Danielson. This was probably maybe the only sign I've said this for weeks with Brian, uh, the only sign of hope about this feud that had any type of life. And it's a shame that Christian Cage got injured. And now this, the momentum of this feud just never felt the same since, but, but anyway, this match time was 15 minutes in length. Uh, both men rush towards each other once the bell rings, so they, they don't waste any time coming to blows once the match starts. Christian's retreating early through the crowd. He's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I'm just I'm just gonna hightail it. Jungle Boy catches up to him, and now they're 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 brawling in the stands in the crowd. Um Jungle Boy, he takes a drink and he pours it onto Christian. Christian gets an FU Christian chant um throughout the crowd. Um, you know, Christian is just in his freaking element. You can tell Christian too. Like he, I think this is honestly the most comfortable he's ever felt. And like, and Christian, look, he Christian's always been a has has always been a solid performer. But to me, I think like he's really enjoying being the veteran and 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 helping out someone like Jungle Boy get that shine, if that kind of makes sense. So Christian doing a tremendous job in this match. Um, you know, Christian he takes out a leather strap and just. Just whacking the back of Jungle Boy with it as the as they're now moving up on the rampway. Um, so the casket or the burial is again, guys. I, the match title is confusing. It's pretty much a buried alive slash a casket match or something like that. Um, so yeah, the casket is placed to the right of the stage up on the rampway. Uh, Jungle Boy attempts to hit hit Christian with a steel chair. Again, kind of that slight hesitation and Christian low blows. Low blows him kind of similar to the scene that we saw a few weeks ago uh, on Dynamite. Um, so again, that hesitation, and that's kind of what the story was played to told about. It Does Jungle Boy have what it takes to go that extra mile uh, to defeat somebody like Christian Cage uh, mentally, you know? So, so yeah, Christian Low blows him, repeatedly slamming Jungle Boy's head onto the casket. Again, just talking a bunch of shit to him while he's doing it. Uh, Jungle Boy fights out. He fights out of the casket. At this point, he's now placed in the casket. He's got his hands up. He's trying to prevent the casket from closing onto him, uh, Christian. Uh, but Christian, you know, he's he's doing every tactic he can as the heel, the thumb to the eyes, and everything in between. You name it. Um, you know, so so Jungle Boy then uses a shovel. He Jungle Boy now gets the upper hand. Now he takes out a shovel and he puts the snare trap in. He takes the shovel from what was on the set of the casket. And with all the dirt from the on the the edge of the the stage or the rampway, and he uses that to put in the snare trap. So Jungle Boy has actually a pretty cool visual. He puts he's on, they're on the stage now at this point, and and Jungle Boy puts Christian into the snare trap, and he has the shovel over Christian's mouth. And th- at this point, Christian he's he's passed out. I mean, he doesn't you know he can't bring himself to tap out or something. I mean, you can't tap out anyway. It's a freaking buried alive match, so. Christian just passes out. He just ex- pretty much accepts his fate. He's like, "I'm just passed out. I'm done." And then Jack Perry says, "Like, you know what? That's that's not that's not enough." And he hits the concerto. He takes one chair, he puts it under uh, Christian's head, takes one other chair, and just slams the freaking mug of Christian's head with a concerto. He puts Christian into the casket. Takes his takes a takes a minute to uh, to to close the casket. He's like very the wheels are spinning in his head. He's, he's taking a long time. And then finally he closes the, he closes the casket. And, uh, and yeah, like, I think it just like drop, like the, the casket just drops to the bottom of the stage and the casket is just gone. Um, it just drops all the way down, I guess. And they're in a proper burial or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, cr- uh, jungle boy wins, wins this match. And that is your, uh, and that is your second match. And that is it. Um, Man, I uh, I'm I'm on the fence with this because this was actually because because here's the thing, right? It's a shame that this this feud and how well it started months ago had to come to this with Christian being injured, and now it's kind of just just again not the same type of momentum that it used to have, and it's a little bit out of place. But but again, just. Uh, this was to me again a match that jungle boy needed it was very entertaining uh christian cage the heel heat that he got um just the moments that were in this match the snare trap with the shovel um christian cage and him like doing his heel tactics and in the match and escaping through the crowd jungle boy you know getting involved with fans taking fans drinks and pouring them over so Again, I'm I'm very conflicted. Uh, there's part of me. I, I, obviously, this is not going to go into the ugly guys. There's nothing ugly about this. Um, but I, I was on the fence about putting in, into the good or the bad because the bad, because again, with this final burial, I, I made a joke about this on AEW. Like, why? Like, like all of a sudden, Jungle Boy is now the Undertaker. He's digging up souls. He's putting in caskets. But I guess this also played a part into into Jungle Boy's father um or or something along those lines which okay i mean I, again i'm still skeptical but i i hear where they're coming from from that aspect so um but again match very very solid um again very, crowd was into it um uh, much more it had much more of a pay-per-view type of feel than the first match of the night i mean if you were going to start the night off with this match to me i would have done either the texas death or I would have done this match, uh, to be quite honest with you. So and of course the fact that, you know, this feud can be also just done. Um, you know, and, and like I said, it's a shame because this feud started off so well. Um, but this feud, of course, kind of just had to end. It it sucks that they had to rush into this match, um, you know, announce it like legit, like a week into the pay-per-view, but um, but I'm on the fence with this, but my final decision that jungle boy jack perry versus christian cage goes into the goes into the good column i know i know again guys i i could have easily put this into the bad i really could have and going into this match but you know what just everything about the match again guys i talked about matches feeling pay-per-view-esque and that's what it felt like um the final burial you know i i can understand people not being on board with it because again it just doesn't fit their characters and i understand but if you want to bring in um you know talking about jungle boy's father which is kind of weird to me but but again the match had good pay-per-view feel it was outside of mjf guys this was the one feud that had any type of just feel or investment at all and and the, and the final cherry on top was made and now this this feud can just it can finally be put to bed for those that are just wanting for this feud to just move on so um so yeah so again and i'm being I'm, guys i'm being very generous i'm being very very generous because i was very skeptical about this but um there was enough there was i always say this about doing these types of reviews there was just more good then there was bad if that makes sense again there was just more pay-per-view feel and more good than there than it overshadowed the bad that was this match the build and just everything in between so so yeah guys so two tallies in we got one in the bad which was starks and jericho and now one in the good which was jungle boy jack perry versus christian cage so we are even at one one and one as we go into this third match and to say if, if it gets any better uh... oh boy uh, let's just get into it <laughs> third match was the Elite versus the House of Black for the AEW Trios titles match time was under 16 minutes by the way the House of Black's entrance was fucking sick uh, just freaking awesome It's it, it really is good to see House of Black again um, just the match, Julia Hart being involved in, in with all of it. they It's a tri- really good visual, at, at least from their entrance in that standpoint. Uh, guys, two minutes in and the crowd is already chanting, this is awesome because there's so many flips and dives and oh my God, this sequence and this sequence and like fucking A. Guys, again, this, this match, guys, was everything that I knew it was going to be. This was just going to be a circus of non-legal competitors jumping all around the ring doing whatever the fuck they want to do the referee is just standing just 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 standing in the middle of the ring just you know everybody just walking all over the fucking guy and just being like oh it's a, like, stop doing that man like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> again guys it's it's the most stupidest shit no but i mean trios titles guys and again and i spoke about the trios titles the same way i i spoke about the the women's tag titles i want to get on board with it i really really do and i I want there to be some in- investment and, and to be taken seriously. But guys, how can I take these trios titles seriously if these matches are nothing but a bunch of ping pong balls flying from one end to the to another? How can I? It, it's nothing but a fucking circus. I, I mean, honestly, yes, were there good? What was it? A some good sequences, and was the mat? And was it a? I mean, a, a good, a, a fun entertaining match okay i i i guess if you want to put it that way and and it sucks for me to say this because i like the elite and you guys know how i feel about the house of black about harley even being on aw television and all that again and this match was thrown into this card with no fucking build no care whatsoever and now they have all of these dudes and they're like just all members are in the ring at once, just flying all over the ring. I mean, at one point, all the members were just in the ring coming to blows. The, the referee is just like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do. You guys just go ahead and do whatever you want, the, whatever you want to do. Um, Just I, I, everything about tag team wrestling. is just it, it. This shit just pisses me off to no end. Um, You know, so. I mean, yes, there was some, some. I guess you could say that there was some cool moments. You know, Nick Jackson hitting a four fifty splash on the Brody King. Brody King kicks out at freaking one. Um, I actually like that type of that that moment. That part of the match was was cool because I mean, it, it makes Brody King look strong. Like, dude, like like get your forty, get your four fifty splash out of here, bro. That did no damage to me at all. Um, Malachi Black and Omega exchange blows one on one. Brian, I know Brian loves all the chops and the exchange of blows because we don't see. We don't see enough of that in in AEW, don't we? Um, so that's pretty much what you got a a lot in this match too. Um, Julia Hart gets involved. Brody King, um, was met with some super kicks and a running knee, uh, from the young bucks. Julia Hart was accidentally hit with a running knee to Omega. She's, she's been, I mean, she sells the fuck out of it too. I actually give her credit. Um, just completely just is annihilated and just is no longer a factor in this match. Uh, just completely taken out um and, and again guys all of the house of all of the members of house of black are just in the ring and, and the ref is not even counting the ref is not doing shit but nobody wants to say a fucking word nobody nobody in this fuck in the professional wrestling community wants to say a fucking word about this shit i am the only person alongside brian and maybe you'll get a few handful of other people that will call it out and it's it's so fucking frustrating because nothing about this style of wrestling makes tag wrestling in general look good it makes it look like a fucking joke um so everybody at this point is just all non-legal competitors are just Every so often, are just getting into the ring, and they're just in there for more than ten seconds. Because why the fuck not, right? Because we got to all. We all got to get our spots in, right? We all got to deliver cool super kicks and and freaking dives over the top rope. We got to, you know, the suicide dives and the the BTE triggers, right? All of that fucking bullshit, like over ten thousand times in the match. Um, and yeah, guys, when when this was all said and done, the house of black. They hit a they hit uh their tag team finisher I forget what it's called Malachi black pins I believe it was uh, uh who was pinned in this match I even forgot I believe it was Kenny Omega that took the pinfall um again I'm not saying that to to confirm but I I will have to go back and watch it but but yeah the House of black guys are your new Trios tag Champions and again, this match time was under eighteen minutes, guys. I'm not even going to waste any fucking time with this. That's an ugly. And guy, and, and if you've listened to me talk about this about this company about AEW and the way they do tag team wrestling, you guys shouldn't be shocked. I mean, this from the, and I, I get. I hate to do this because again, you think of the elite and you think of House of Black and you think, oh wow, that could be a good match. But again. There was, there's no story at all. The match was just Tony Khan, just like, oh shit. Well, I got the AEW Revolution. I, I, I don't know if I can build this for another three to months or so. Let me just throw it onto the Revolution card because why not? And, and and all of this was, guys. Again, you couldn't have, you could have saw this on a Rampage, on a Dynamite, and you would have gotten the same freaking reaction to all the freaking AEW marks and niche fans in the crowd. And and, and it's just, you know. Again, it's just it's just ridiculous. I I I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick of wasting my breath about it, and it's just and it's frustrating. It is so freaking frustrating to no end, and and it sucks because I like the House of Black, and it's the fact, guys. And I've spoken so highly, so highly about House of Black, and here they are winning championships, but yet it still doesn't feel special at all. It doesn't. Guys, be honest with yourself. Outside of them performing a great wrestling match, what what makes this moment feel any special about them winning the titles? Like, come on. Enough, man. You could give me all the great matches you want. But if there's not a reason for them to do the flips, to do the dives, to hit the Canadian Destroyers, to hit the BTE triggers, what is the point? What is the point? So, guys, my hands are tied. My hands were tied with this. And I have no choice but to put this in the freaking ugly. Good for the House of Black. You know, maybe they have a nice, long, meaningful, relevant title reign. Hopefully there's now something for them as your trios champions. I highly doubt that because I don't trust Tony Khan or this fucking company as far as I can throw them as we go into Dynamite this coming Wednesday. So, yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. It, it's, it's sickening and... guys again you know you can call me an asshole you call me a piece of shit whatever you want to call me but uh, at the end of the day guys i'm being honest again I, i like the house of black and that shows you my honesty that you know that i call it like it is and shit like this this bullshit that we see in these trios championships has to be called out and it needs to be it needs to be addressed so that match this trios titles match goes straight into the ugly And that's not what you want, guys. So, again, if we were to tally this up, it's 3-1 to in the bad column right now um, if we were to make these final tallies. So, three matches in, we got one in the bad. That was Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Again, just, again, decent match, but it was no better than a freaking match you could see on Dynamite. The good was Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. You know, I talked about the match, about just how, it felt more like an actual pay-per-view style of a match and there was just more good that outweighed the bad in this match and Jungle Jungle Boy going over and all that stuff. And of course, guys, you just heard the ugly was this trios titles match. And if you guys listen to me and this, listen to this platform and Brian, for that matter, about tag team wrestling in AEW, that tally shouldn't be shocking to you. So moving on to the women's triple threat match. This was for the AEW women's title. This was Soraya versus Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, match time was 10 minutes. Uh, crowd heavily behind Jamie Hayter, you know, which is good to see. Um, again, I, I just think that that's mostly more of the niche Mark audience. But again, <laughs> still, but anyway. Um, but yeah, fight, uh, fight goes into the crowd. Soho dives onto them out, you know, off of the the barricade with a little help from the security guard i don't know if you guys help but the legit guys the security guard is helping soho get on top of the barricade onto to jump onto the outside at like clear as day guys you can't make the shit up um uh, kind of similar like to you know when you see freaking uh and i and i understand guys you know like security and refs. you know when they involve like they help each other like in little things like that i get it but like don't make it that freaking obvious that you're you're seeing like the the security guard trying to help ruby like guys if if it's if it's that risk of a move to have soho because again it's not like an actual barricade like you see in wwe it's like more of like a um what, what what do you call it it's 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 not like a cushion it's not like a thick cushioning barricade it's like one of those steel barricades that's kind of hard to balance on so if if it's that if it's that risky to do, then guess what? Call an audible and just don't fucking do it. Because then you have to have clear as day, the security guard help freaking Soho do a, do what? Do a freaking dive on a little small little dive. Oh, great. Just, oh my God, man. Um, So Britt Baker and Tony Storm, they're they're at ringside for this match. Um, Yeah, so Tony Storm gets involved and she gets freaking dropped. I'm pretty sure it was by Jamie Hayter. Britt Baker also gets involved. And guys, this match legit rolls up with Jamie Hayter. Uh, Jamie Hayter rolling up Ruby Soho for the W as Jamie Hayter wins this match and retains her AEW women's title. Uh, post-match, uh, Soraya and Tony Storm, they attack Britt Baker and Hater after the match. When Soho, uh, Ruby Soho then gets involved, they throw them outside of the ring, pretty much looking to defend um, you know, like come to the aid of both Britt and Baker, but we all find out that it was all a facade. So they're standing tall in the ring, you know, Soho, Brit, and Hater, and then all of a sudden, Soho hits freaking Jamie Hater with the Pele kick right to Jamie Hater's freaking face, and and also takes out Britt Baker in the process. So uh, Ruby Soho officially turns heel, um, in this match. And she is now side by side as they stand tall with Soraya and Tony Storm. And that was your match and your post match segment. Um, oh man, um, you know this this is very again, guys, a roll up finish. I, I mean, uh, honest to God. So here's the thing. So you so you make Ruby Soho look like a geek, look like a freaking tool by getting rolled up and then you want to make her look dominant by turning freaking heel um it's just I- i'm on the fence because i i do like i i do like the idea of these 3 as a tandem but it's like what what's the what's the long-term plan for this like are they like as a like are, are they going to be now a new faction is this like the like a like, I always say, like the Walmart version of the NWO here. Are they just going to go around s- spray paint? Like, are are, are and Tony Storm going to keep doing the same shit now? Just a long Ruby Soho now, and and guys, and what is this going to lead to moving forward? Are we just going to get all of these women again? Do we need to see that for like another uh, another three months? I, I I mean, honest to God, I I, I mean. Oh my lord! It's just Soraya and, and 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 Tony Storm. They've they've been their their booking has been botched since Soraya came back. Um, Britt and Hader. The only thing that's honestly keeping me afloat with this is the fact that the chance of us having a future feud with um with Britt and Jamie Hader because I think that story kind of speaks for itself. And I think it can be done very well, but it has to, of course, to be at the right place at the right time. Now I understand, you know, Soho as a heel. I guess you could say this; it was needed for her, but, um, but it has, and again, that, and it does sound cool if you think about it. Soraya, Tony Storm, and and Soho as a team, as a faction, if booked correctly, yeah, that could be fun. But again, what what is this now going to lead to? Is this gonna is Jamie Hayter are we just gonna go what so are we gonna get what a third unless you involve Mercedes Monet, right? Again, I'm just throwing a fucking name out there, right? Because I know New Japan and 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 AEW, they they have a partnership going on. If you wanna bring in Mercedes, because that's honestly if you're because if you're gonna do type of multi-women tag in this it, it whatever this shit is on a dynamite and like I don't know guys like I, and I'm just also thinking from the pro, in, in the point of view of like Jamie Hader's title reign like her reign she's held this title now I want to say for almost 100 days and this girl would cannot be does not feel any more irrelevant than than she is now um, it's just yeah it, it's just I, listen the heel turn was and I, and, the, and I think this is why I'm not going to put it into the ugly because with, because of that heel turn like if if it wasn't for that heel turn that that probably would have gone into the ugly if it would have just finished in a freaking roll-up but the idea of Soho Soraya and Tony Storm as a team if done correctly but here's the problem guys I don't trust this company this company doesn't give me the benefit of the doubt to do it correctly and but again the moment itself was in, in good for Soho. And The moment was fine, but I, I just... But again, ah, oh, this is again. I'm on the fence here about maybe putting it because, again, guys, I'm not going to put it into the into the ugly. But the, again, you, you you did this match again. This match was around nine to ten minutes. You know, the crowd wasn't really that much into it because again this this leading up to this match was just a bunch of shit anyway and again guys what are what is this leading to again is this just gonna lead to another multi-women match for this title like w- like what the fuck <laughs> are we gonna involve involve all six of these women in a freaking gauntlet or or some shit in a fatal five way like guys, what are we doing? you know what I'm saying so so this heel turn, saves this match from not going into the ugly but guys unfortunately my hands are once again tied because the finish of this match just again cuz here's the thing if you want to make soho feel special and turn heel okay that's great but but here's the thing she got fucking rolled up she gets rolled up and and like what was the and this was what the plan um like backstage was this planned all along so I just so it's not like Soho like was in the moment right I mean unless you can also play that story as well but again it's just I don't like the fact here's the thing here's here's where I'm coming from guys I don't like 50 50 type of booking to me this was 50 50 booking you have Soho getting rolled up by Hater, which was the right decision guys Jamie Hayter should have won this match her she should not have been losing this title to Soho or Soraya for that matter so They got it right with who came out of this match. But again, why a roll-up freaking finish? And then you want us to make us believe that Soho is now just this dominant freaking, is is now this, this, you know, being a part of this faction. Now she's going to make, you know, long-term take her seriously, you know. So unfortunately, guys, my hands are tied. I don't want to have to do this because I like the heel turn. And I think that there's potential for Ruby Soho and this faction. But again, I don't like the roll-up finish. And just because this heel turn was good just doesn't make me forget that she was just fucking rolled up. Not shortly, you know, after or before that moment happened. So my hands are tied here. So unfortunately, guys, I have to put this match into the bad. Um, and again, I got, and again, I'm not going to put this into the ugly and I understand guys, you know, the women, they busted their tail and then the match was solid overall. And, 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 I'm honest when I say that, like the match was solid for what it was. It's just the finish, the finish of having Hater rolled up. And now I'm looking at it long-term like, okay, like, wh- like, what is this leading to? Are, are we just going to get all these women for another three months in a feud again? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, to me, it's just, I, I just don't feel like there's a plan with any of these women at all. There, there's just nothing, like, there's no there's no plan to get fans invested into this at all. And, and that's that's my issue with it. And, and that's, and if, again, the heel turn was fine. Again, the heel turn was fine. The match was fine. But it's the roll-up and the build and everything. Um, leading up to this to this match, um, and the fact that the crowd just didn't really give a shit about this at all, um, and I mean, th- there was a little bit of cheers to start off, and then um, then it didn't really have that same feel again. And and this is just a schmoz in the way it is. Again, it, guys, this is your AEW Women's Championship it, or the title picture in general. Just having all of these freaking women in this same fucking in in this same segment in this same same match, and it's not just Soraya soho and Jamie Hater it's Brit it's freaking Tony Storm like it's just it's just a it's just to me it's just a circus and and, and this 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 build and this this reign from Jamie Hater has just been botched so hard and I feel bad because again I thought the women busted their ass in there but again guys it's just you know just because I like the match just because I like these certain women doesn't mean anything um and I have to just I'm just being honest with myself man and just thinking from a realistic standpoint in a long-term standpoint that this, this did nothing to, I, I just, again, and, 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 and because of that, because of that heel turn, you know, but, but here's the thing too, guys, you know, you also got to think as well, like, does this, like, is this just going to be the same thing that Sarai and Tony storm are doing now? Like, they're just going to just spray spray pain and just be in weird fucking segments now, now with Ruby Soho now. So, You know, yes, the heel turn was good, but I'm not going to like praise it and thinking, oh, this is what Ruby Soho needed. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I I thought Ruby's I mean, I don't think this heel turn was was needed for Ruby Soho. I think it I mean, listen, if you're going to put all these women out there, I guess it makes sense. You know, people saying, like, oh, you got to put them with the WWE and the AEW crowd or whatever. So, yeah, just that that's again, guys, my hands were tied. And unfortunately, this match is going to go into the bad column. So right now, one of the uh, two tallies in the bad one was the Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks match. That just felt just like another AEW match and just did not feel pay-per-view worthy, nor to start the the, the pay-per-view off the one good so far we do have is, is jungle boy, Jack Perry and Christian cage uh, from their uh, final burial match that a lot of more good in that match outweighed the bad in that match. And that one, ugly was the trios titles match and guys again if you've heard this platform for weeks to months now you guys are not shocked that that match is in the ugly um and of course like i mentioned the two bad like the two bads jericho and starks and now that one other bad is the women's triple threat match so right now if we were to cross this off so crossing that off into two bads so now we have two in the bad one in the good and one in the ugly. So right now, guys, it's one to four. So again, guys, just not looking good. Not not looking good at all. Match number five. This was John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Texas Death. Um match time was 26 minutes. They really let these dudes just beat the living shit out of one another. And I know I've said this about this whole feud or whatever this feud is that you know there was nothing about this match that that was going to be any different that we haven't seen before but guys this was fucking this was fucking brutal this was violent this was freaking just absolutely just insane um but yeah so Hangman Page, I guess, has new theme music. Uh, he comes out to some different type of theme music as he hits the ring. Adam Page, as Moxley is now coming through the crowd, he does his entrance. Adam Page doesn't waste any time. He's attacking Mox during the crowd or, or Mox or in uh, in through the crowd, I should say. Um, a lot of barbed wire. Barbed wire was like the trend in this match. A lot of barbed wire was used. Um, again, just really physical, just really freaking just very cringeworthy, but in a gruesome way. Um, very just again violent, brutal, freaking match. Um, I mean, it's freaking. Mo- it's I mean, it's a John Moxley match. And what John Moxley match would it be if we didn't have John Moxley bleeding within less than two minutes of this match? Um, but I mean, of course, but at least they made, it made sense because he's scraping fricking barbed wire across his freaking forehead. So yeah, that's going to make you fucking bleed. So at least in that aspect, in that moment of the match, it made sense for John Moxley to bleed right then and there. Um, yeah, like again, guys, John Moxley's using a fork guys. He takes out a fork he's in and he's stabbing the forehead of, of Adam page. Uh, again, the fans are getting into it as well. Like I, I, I expect they would be chanting "You sick fuck" over to Sean Moxley as he now brings out a steel chain into the match. Mox stomps Page's hand in between two bricks, like two solid bricks. He puts Hangman hey, Adam Page like a he puts his hand in between two bricks like a sandwich, and he just stomps his freaking hand uh, in between those two bricks. Um, yeah, there was a a suplex. There was a suplex given to, uh, from Paige given to Mox, and Mox just completely just freaking no-celled it. Um, I didn't mind that because it was kind of, I guess you could say it was like an adrenaline type of booster. But we see a lot of no sell stuff like that. So again, I just, that just caught my eye and I just had to bring that up. But uh, Paige hits a dead-eye pile driver onto a chair with barbed wire. Um, but yeah, so the ref, the ref so. first, I don't know why guys, but for some reason, like I thought this was, so I guess a Texas death match is just a, a, a last man. Like it's, it's like a last man, almost like a last man standing match as well. Because I was like, why are they counting out or why is the ref counting to 10? Because while hangman is trying to get back into the ring, like if it's a Texas death, like couldn't they just be brawling outside the ring and there'd be no count out? So the rules are very confusing. I mean, maybe that's just me not being familiar with Texas Death type of matches, so I don't know. But um, but anyway, uh, besides that, um, Paige looks to choke out Moxley with the steel chain, uh, but Mox hits the freaking low blow. So I guess you can say Mox is playing the... And again, that's just what's confusing about this whole feud. But uh, Paige hits the buckshot lariat and a clothesline uh, to boot. And he also makes Moxley tap out guys. John Moxley taps out for the win as he wraps the steel chain around Mox's neck. So he has the steel chain over the ring ropes and he's, and he has that chain wrapped around Mox's neck tight. And I mean, tight and and, and he forces and Moxley just has no choice, but to, but to tap at that point as Mox couldn't really go anywhere as he was hung up on the ring ropes. So, so hangman, Adam page stands tall and he wins this match. So, look, um, I I know I've said my my piece about this entire feud. That this feud is just very odd to me. The build to this feud was very odd as well. The even sometimes the rules in Texas Death can I guess can be confusing, especially to a lot of casual fans out there as well. But man, this was I'm not gonna. I mean, guys. This was fun. <laughs> this was a fun freaking Texas death match. I mean, these two legit beat the living shit out of one another. Um and and also the reason why I'm praising this is that I re- and, and and this is this is most likely the final the final time we're going to see these two in the ring. It sucks that we've had to see this match four times. I love how they called it a rubber match, but yet it's 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 the fourth match. It's not the third, which is very odd. Um but but look, the fact that we're officially done, Hangman Page can move on, John Moxley can move on, and they finished in a Texas Death type of a match. Again, I go back to the Jungle Boy Christian Cage match. I just think there was a there was just a tad bit more. It's guys, it's not gonna go into the ugly. Um I mean, it's definitely not does not deserve to go into that ugly com at all. Um but you know what? In this situation, I think a lot more good outweighed and bad. So this Texas death match between John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page that goes into the good column. So, again, I guess you, you you could say that I'm being a little bit generous because I'm very skeptical about the way this match, again, just the the purpose behind the match of of how we've gotten to this point. Um. But the fact that, you know, it's now long term now at Hangman Adam Page. And of course, the right person won this match, too. I also have to bring that up as well. Hangman Adam Page needed to win this match. And I'm not shocked that he won. He needed to win this match. And and uh, and this was the right call for Moxley. This does nothing to hurt John Moxley at all, um, especially the way he taps out. Now, I know, like, uh, people are probably shocked to see him tap out because, you know, he's John Moxley. He just doesn't. But it was the way that the he hold him in the chokehold around the over the ring ropes. He chokes him out. I mean, Moxley guys had nowhere to freaking go. I mean, he had no choice but to submit there. Um, so the finish was freaking solid with the with the steel chain and just hanging John Moxley like that and having him force to tap. So again, my my hands are tied and 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 I and I come to the realistic situation that just more good outweighed than bad in this situation. So so yeah, so that is uh. That is your uh, that is your your good. That is your other good guys, and that. So I'm adding this Texas Death Match into the good column. So we have two in the good, two in the bad, and one in the ugly. So right now the score is four to two. It's still anybody's game right now. So the AEW still has a chance to redeem themselves here. So will they? Remains to be uh, remains to be seen. So moving on. Moving on we go into the TNT title match this was Samoa Joe versus Wardlow match time was 10 minutes or 10 and a half minutes I should say in length. Uh Will Hobbs watches this from the skybox with his Sonic the Hedgehog fucking ring. You guys yeah, Brian <laughs> Brian mentioned this in in uh, I think in last week's episode. You never see like those Sonic games where you see like this the Sonic the Hedgehog rings like those golden rings. That's pretty much what Will Hobbs is holding on to the the ring that he won in that ladder match in last week's dynamite. So he's watching this match. Cause now he has a, uh, he has a TNT uh, title opportunity. I guess they're just going to throw that onto dynamite this, this week, who knows, man. So, um, so, so yeah. So again, match time is 10 and a half minutes. Wardlow is just flying and, and, and jumping like he's a fucking cruiserweight in there. I guess he has to do stuff like that because let's be honest, guys, Wardlow ever since the MJF feud has been booked like absolute fucking dog shit. Um, so he now has to remind people how special he is that as a big man, he can do a backflip. He can do a freaking dive and this and this and that. Um, and again, don't get me wrong. Like that shit's impressive, especially for his size. I'm not saying that that stuff is not impressive, but for Wardlow's sake, he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to, especially to get over with the crowd. He didn't, he doesn't need to do that type of stuff. It's just unnecessary. I'm, I'm not saying every now and then you don't have, you know, you you can showcase those types of skills every now and then, if the if the moment is right and if you're booked properly and if the match and the setting is is done right. But again, guys, we know this TNT title situation. This 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 this, this whole mid card division, if that's what you want to call the TNT title situation, is just a fucking mess. Um, because guys, like I, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not joking here. Um, so Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe applies a rear naked choke onto Wardlow and he has a deep Wardlow fights out of it. Wardlow, he also puts in a rear naked choke onto Samoa Joe. And guys, Samoa Joe passes out and Wardlow wins the TNT championship. We have a new TNT champion and his name is Wardlow. Um, And then Will Hobbs is freaking in the skybox. Freaking you know, showing off his sonic sonic golden ring while Wardlow wins the TNT championship. Look, guys, that this, I mean, the amount of times that we're just flipping. So so guys, so so you're telling me, right? So Samoa Joe won this title for uh, he won he won this back in what? In for he oh my God, I don't even know how long it's been it hasn't really been that long. He's won it for about a month. Not even two months, guys, right? That he's that he's now held held this title, that he just won back, and now it's given back to Wardlow. And now for Will, and now you're gonna have this match with Will Hobbs, and it's just like what? Okay. So what is this gonna do for Will if 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 he if he loses this match? Because Wardlow can't fucking lose the match because he just won the fucking title. So you're gonna you're gonna tell me you're gonna flip flop this title back to to Will Hobbs again? The the prestige of this fucking title is just gonna continue to be a fucking joke. But here's the thing. It already is, guys, because we continue to flip-flop this title. Nothing about this mid-card division feels special at all. Wardlow's momentum, I don't even care. Even with this TNT Championship, guys, the the, the momentum for this guy is fucking dead. And it's a shame because I like Wardlow. And even Samoa Joe, for that matter, doesn't even feel special. This entire match, guys, yes, the finish was fine. The, The finish was solid. Yes, the match was okay, I guess. But nothing about this match got you excited leading up to it. And and I could say the same thing for the Soraya versus Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter, as well as the Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks match. Because it's one was just nothing but a rematch, and the other is just a bunch of women just thrown into one fucking segment. That's why they're in the columns that they're in right now. So, so I think it's only fair, guys, for this TNT Championship match... I'm not going to put it into the bad or excuse me. I'm not going to put it into, into the ugly. Um, I don't think it was that frick. You know, I, I part of me does want to put it into the ugly of, of of flipping, flopping the titles, but I'm going to be generous. It's not going to go into the ugly, but it will go. It will go into the bad. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that is your that that is your uh that, that is your TNT championship match guys again just I, again I don't want to have to do that but my hands are tied if you're going to continue to treat this if you're going to continue to treat this this championship like a joke well you're going to get negative fucking results because you know th- this 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 booking of this championship just has to be better it it has to be it has to like mean something and it's just nothing but oh it's like tony con it's like tony con goes backstage and he's like oh hey wardlow uh you're gonna hold the title next week and then uh samoa joe you're gonna hold it next week uh darby allen you're gonna come back in about two to three weeks and then you're gonna hold the title will hobbs uh in about another two to three weeks you're gonna hold the title it's like what the fuck <laughs> it's just like lord have mercy man like what are we doing it's just a bunch it's just so it's just so odd this this it's it's just a shame because like Wardlow and Samoa Joe could have been badass. This could have been a badass feud. This could have been a badass freaking title match, but nothing about this was special. Nothing about this was meaningful. And the fact that we have another title change in the blink of an eye, within less than a month now after Samoa Joe just won it, proves my point. We are down to our last two matches in this pay per view. So again. AEW still might have some uh they they might have, you know, there's still a possibility, but right now, as we're going into the last two matches, it, it's not looking good. They're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to really do well with this this tag match, this fatal four-way tag in this main event, because man, it is not looking good right now. So that seventh match is the AEW tag team title match. This was their fatal four-way tag between the gun club which is your tag champions the acclaimed Jay lethal and jeff jarrett and orange cassidy and Danhausen. this match time was 13 minutes orange cassidy's like walking to the freaking ring with his backpack and his shades and his freaking and his and his freaking hoodie like he's like he's at his first day at junior high or some shit like that that guys that's what you ju- that guys that's what Orange Cassidy comes across off. He's 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 holding on to a backpack, which he holds his fucking title with. He literally looks like a kid from junior high school. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm i not saying that to be mean or to be funny. That's that's legit how Orange Cassidy comes across. I understand that he's over and hey, props to him. If that's how you could get over, then more props to you. But again, it's just with, the, you know, it's not like we haven't seen enough of Orange Cassidy lately now in, in, with the Atlantic Championship. That's already being booked like a freaking joke. But so. Orange Cassidy just, you know, coming to the ring like a fucking middle schooler alongside Dan Housen, who's dressing up just like him, I guess, because they're now a team and going after titles. So you got to look the same. So, uh, again, this match was just another fucking circus. Um, just everybody being in this. match. It wasn't as. It wasn't as chaotic as the trio's titles was, but there was just moments where it it definitely got chaotic in there where everyone is just in the fucking ring. And the Aubrey Edwards is just in there, just not doing anything about it. Uh, but again, it wasn't as bad as the trio's uh, title was. I will at least say that. <laughs> but um, so Saddam Singh gets involved, um, you know, who are in the corner of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Um, Dan Housen tries to curse, send them so a lot of bunch of shit. So here's the thing too, guys. So like AEW fans, right? They, they love to say that AEW, that WWE is just sports entertainment, right? They're not professional wrestling. AEW is professional wrestling, but, but guys here, here, here's the thing. In order to have professional wrestling, you need to have sports entertainment. Get dumb. Fuck. And, 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 and you're trying to tell me that this shit with Dan Housen, is 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 professional wrestling like people like to say? Stop! Like, come on now. If if you're gonna have Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, who are pretty much the definition of sports entertainment, competing for titles, then and and, P, and fan, AEW fans want to give me that type and want to sell me that type of shit. Like, stop, man! Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, professional wrestling is sports entertainment. You dumb fucking idiots. Anyway, so. Billy Gunn also gets involved, um, I guess since it's, um, since it's fatal four-way, I guess it's no rules or, or there's no, or no DQ, I guess. So Billy Gunn hits a Famouser to Saddam saying The guns they low blow their father, Billy Gunn. So Billy Gunn's taken out of this match. Um, both members, both members of the Acclaim going after Austin Gunn, um, I guess, again, guys, I guess there's just no tag rules. There's just everybody's just allowed in the fucking ring. I mean, it's fatal four-way. Hey, why don't we bring another team? Make it a fatal five-way, a six-way, seven-way. Let's make it a 10,000-way, because why not? Let's have another fucking battle royal for fuck's sake. So anyway, uh, Max Caster looks to hit Jeff Jarrett. So Jeff Jarrett is now in the ring. Um, He looks to hit hit Jeff Jarrett over his own guitar. Um, The ref um, the and then the ref Aubrey Edwards is like nope nope. Out of everything else that happened in this match, it was the guitar that finally pushed her over the edge to say nope you're not using that. She takes that guitar away from him. Jay Lethal. Um, because of that distraction, Jay Lethal from uh without you know Aubrey Edwards is distracted. Jay Lethal hits Caster with some type of an object. I didn't see what it was. It was it happened it happened very fast. I didn't see it in the moment. I didn't see what it was, but um so. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, you know, so then, so they try to, you know, take advantage, I think. Um, So Max Caster's laid out because of that object hit from Jay Lethal. Um, Max Caster kicks out at two. Now Jay Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett are just furious. Jeff Jarrett actually shoves Aubrey Edwards. And I'm like, oh, shit. So Jeff Jarrett is really getting heated. Freaking Aubrey Edwards is pushing her back. Um, And then, yeah, guys, the guns the guns take control in this match and dan How- and they end up pinning danhausen as danhausen becomes the legal competitor i mean guys there's so much shit that happened in this match there's so much chaotic stuff um just i i just i don't it's just it's it, you can't fucking review matches like this man i mean you know what i'm saying it's like when you have everybody just trying to get a spot in every non legal competitor it's like what the fuck man so so yeah, guys, the guns take control as Austin Guns, Austin Gun pins Danhausen with their tag team finisher for the one, two, three, and the guns retain their tag titles. So yeah, the guns retain. So everybody thought the Acclaim was going to be the ones to to take back those titles, and I honestly thought I was thinking the same way, but no, they. They have the guns retain the title. So at this point, we're all just freaking baffled. I'm like, okay, what 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 is this leading to? Like something like what what like what's going on here? So the guns, they get on the microphone, they say, like, you know, now we're the best tag team now, this and this and that, just talking a whole bunch of shit. And then FTR guys, FTR, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, they make their AEW return uh last night. And they take out the guns and they stand tall holding up those world tag team titles as the message is now sent. And yeah, and that is how this whole match ends. So it definitely seems like to me that we're once again, going to get FTR versus the guns. And I'm pretty sure that this is going to lead to um, in May, which I believe is double or nothing with the, with FTR taking those tag titles away from the guns. Um, So yeah that was your post match segment so i'm about, i'm going to put two tallies into this so the first tally i'm going to put this for, is just for this match i mean guys are you shocked i mean guys are 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 are, are you shocked <laughs> um the match again just was again wasn't as chaotic which is why it's not going to go into the ugly like i had the the trios titles match But still, just as freaking bad. I mean, there was just so much shit. Everybody just needs to get a freaking spot in less than 10 to 12 freaking minutes. And it just looks chaotic. It looks like a circus. There's no selling. There's no in-ring psychology. It just looks like a fucking mess. However, for the post-match and FTR's return, and just because, guys, it was so good to see FTR back and maybe finally bring some prestige back into this tag title um division or this tag team division i should say ftr's return the pop that they got that is going to go and how unexpected it was as well which i actually very enjoy very very much that just how unexpected it was that that is going to go into the good column so so yeah so you guys you could thank ftr um cuz fi- FTR is back they're back in the AEW um um tag division i don't know what their contract is like because again i know there were rumors about them going back to WWE and I, guys i don't know i was i always take stuff like that with a grain of salt I, I don't take that stuff too much seriously it wouldn't shock me especially they have voiced their displeasure about Tony Khan and the way that they have been booked as well as the tag team As as well as the tag division is concerned, so so I'm curious to know when their contract does expire because maybe this is just I don't know, but this seems to me, especially if they're about to win tag championships, because this seem this seems like that's where it's going to lead to, especially going into Double or Nothing, which I believe is in May. Um, I'll keep you guys posted of when that of when Double or Nothing actually uh, comes across. But so FTR, it's just so good to see them, and now. I just hope for the love of freaking God that Tony Khan does not fuck them up. And, and you know, maybe Tony Khan has now realized the booking botch that he's done to FTR and now he's going to right those wrongs. They make the return, strike while the iron is hot. You build up their momentum and you take and and you give them those those tag team championships. And that's saying a lot for me because I don't like titles. You know, I, I mentioned about the TNT title, flip flopping, but guys. Like with, with FTR, like they're I mean, they still have they're still pretty over with the crowd. You heard that pop and that return and how it unexpected it was. Now you keep that ball rolling. Do I expect that to happen from AEW and, and Tony Khan? Obviously not, but if they do and they and and they build them back up properly and they win those world tag titles, then then okay. Then 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 at least some rights were wrong here. Um, as regards to long term for FTR, I'm not sure um, what that's going to be like because again, I know that they have spoken very heavily. I know Dax Hardwood has a as a podcast of his own. They've they've talked about how mis how misused they've been in the tag division and as well as the tag team division in AEW in general. So, um, I, I guess you could say because of this return, there was some agreement that was made between the FTR and Tony Khan. Um, how that relationship is at the moment, you know, still remains to be seen because I do want to know what their contract situation is like, um, you know, cause I, I cause, and, and like, cause I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here, you know, I, cause I've said it before and I know Brian, I think has mentioned this before about seeing them go back over to WWE, um, because of the, cause because of the way they have voiced their displeasure and everything like that. Uh, of being misused and being just poorly booked in general. Um, you know, cause, we, Cause we said this all the time, guys about FTR. Like, yes, they're, they, they they're traveling all over the world, competing in ROH and freaking and, and, and all these small independent promotions. And, you know, like I said, like ROH and maybe new Japan or or, or what, like whatever, whatever independent promotion and in professional wrestling you want to name. Right. Um, you know, you, you see them on fricking rampage, but it, well, when it comes to AW dynamite television, they have never felt more irrelevant, and I've spoken heavily about that as well. So maybe this return and maybe this is a sign that Tony Khan understands that he needs a team like FTR in this tag division right now. And, and they want to right those wrongs in regards to their booking. So greatly good to see FTR um the crowd and the way they reacted and how unexpected it was was definitely a tr- was a really cool moment so that moment in itself saved this freaking match um however the match itself does go into the bad but FTR's return uh to AEW and potentially potentially uh Tony Khan writing his wrongs with with their booking uh long term and going forward uh goes into the good column so going into this last match guys we have Three in the good, we have four in the bad, and we have one in the ugly. So, so yeah, guys. Um, so right now, so if you cross that ugly off into two bads, that is going to be six bads to three goods. So, man, th- this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be very, very interesting, very, very interesting, to, to say the least, um, in regards to how this main event is can this main event save this freaking this pay-per-view or well, we're about to find out your main event was mjf versus brian danielson in a 60 man iron man match for the AEW world championship mjf comes out with like his freaking entrance was sick he comes out in like the devil's mask the same mask that he made his uh return not too long ago i want to say it was all out i think back in september uh, you know you know being calls himself the devil uh he has like the devil's mass he comes out to a a violin choir they're playing his his theme song red lighting as well because of like you know you don't think of the devil you think of red lighting and stuff so really cool visual really cool entrance from mjf um as he comes out to the ring um the i mean mjf The start of this match is MJF being MJF. He's just freaking – tool. he's just playing – trying to play mind games with MJF. He's exiting the ring. He's taking his time. He's, you know – and he's like – he goes to the camera and he's like – He's like, "Oh, is this going to cost me a star, Dave?" <laughs> Do you know how Dave Meltzer and he you know, he takes like his five-star matches, right? Like, "Oh, this match gets 3 out of 5 stars, 4 out of 5 stars." He's like, "Oh, is this match going to cost me a star, Dave?" You know, maybe I won't get the Brian Danielson award. <laughs> oh, freaking love MJF. MJF is just in his element. He's just freaking He's in the freaking stands. He's throwing garbage at freaking people in the stands. Guys, he pour, he throws a he throws a cup of water into a fan's face. And <laughs> that was that was wild. That was absolutely wild. I don't know if that that I don't believe that that was planned. I think MJF just it wouldn't shock me if that wasn't planned because MJF, you guys know how in how he's always in character and Cabe Fabe and all that stuff. I speak highly about that and he just throws the kid in the cup in his face. You know, maybe uh, you know, again, it wouldn't shock me if it wasn't K Fabe, but I also wouldn't be shocked to be like, if they would have just, you know, be, hey, be heads up of MJF or like maybe prior to the match, like, hey, like he's going to do, he might do some, like some dastardly heel stuff and maybe warning the crowd or maybe, maybe those people were planned in that spot to start the match. Who knows? Uh, you know, but that's what I love about MJF. You never know when something is K Fabe or when something is actually. Um, or something that's actually real. So freaking, but, it, but in the moment, man, it was just freaking hysterical. Just takes a cup of water and throws it in his face. Um, just freaking, just freaking awesome. MJF is. I, I can't speak highly about the dude. The guy's just fucking incredible. Um, so yeah, Daniel Bryanson, uh, Dan Brian Danielson, uh, Brian Danielson. After twenty minutes, he scores the first fall with his running knee. Shortly after, MJF low blows um da- low blows Brian Danielson as he's as he's picking him up after the running knee he low blows him and guys, he gets two quick Falls, two quick pinfalls. So now because of that DQ, the score is now tied two to two so the two pinfalls for MJF and another fall for Brian Danielson because of that low blow. I thought that was freaking. That was frick. That was actually really, really good. And that's something, guys, that MJF would do to get any type of advantage. Because, guys, he knows that, realistically, Brian Danielson is a better technical wrestler. And, guys, MJF, um, and he said this at the media scrum, and, and I think that this was, uh, it's very accurate. Like, you know, it's like enough with all these 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 geeks on freaking Twitter, like, saying, oh, MJF can't frickin' wrestle. He's got on the mic, but he can't wrestle. Well, after seeing this match, like, people need to shut the fuck up because they, because like, it's just like, like, what else can you say at this point when it comes to his, his wrestling? Cause so, but anyway, so it's tied two to two. I love that. I love the way that was done because you can see MJF doing that type of shit to get any type of advantage possible, even if it's sacrificing a fall to get his own way to get, to get, uh, to get any edges possible. So, um, MJF hits an elbow drop to Danielson through the table on the outside. He's jumping on. He jumps off of the off of the top rope to the outside and onto a table then he hits a then he hits a tombstone pile driver through a table on the outside now mGF he's you know at this point he's selling a knee injury I think there was a point in the match where he 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 did like a backflip off of the top rope onto the apron and he lands onto the onto the rampway or onto the outside and now he's selling like a knee because he kind of felt he fell on his leg wrong or his knee buckled or whatever so now he's selling that knee injury. Uh, he hits another pile driver onto the edge of the ring or to the ring apron, and now MJF leads three to two in this uh, Iron Man match. Is that at this point now Brian Danielson is busted open, and now MJF is now just talking all a bunch of shit. He knows the ball is in his court now. He's up three to two, and he's freaking screaming at Brian Danielson like he's like, dude, you're the best in the world, bro. You fucking suck. (laughs) Just talking a bunch of shit to him. He's trying to evoke Danielson. He talks about his, he's evoking Danielson's children into the, into, uh, his, uh, into the conversation. He's like, he's got, uh, uh, Danielson in the chokehold. He's saying hello to birdie and the camera and the hard camera. It's just guys. Fucking MJF is fucking gold. And I can't say enough about this guy, just everything about a wrestling match. And it's not just about the great move sets. It's not just about the flips and the dives that Malachi Black and the Young Bucks do. It's slowing the pace down. It's it's developing the characters and like just telling telling the story. You know what I'm saying? There's a crazy concept. Sell, you know, sell the match. Use in-ring psychology. Slow the pace down. Not everything, guys, needs to be so fucking fast-paced, you know. So that's what MJF does better than anyone. When MJF needs to to put on some good sequences and sell and put on a good match, he will do so. But he's not afraid to 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 slow the pace down, develop his character, and, and develop some great in-ring psychology and, and storytelling in the process. Um. So then Danielson, so now MJF is busted open after a flying headbutt from the top rope from Brian Danielson. Um, (laughs) At this point, the crowd is chanting fight forever. Now, I also hate that freaking, there's a lot of chants in professional wrestling guys that I hate. One of them is fight forever because I feel like all of these chants are just, they're just overused. They're just overplayed. But guys, I legit had the same feel. Like I don't say that a lot about matches because I get I feel like it's overplayed, but this was a match where I was legit agreeing with the crowd. Please freaking fight forever because this was freaking really good, man. Um so Danielson hits a running knee um and he taps out MJF with his label lock, and now the score is tied three to three with 10 minutes left into this Iron Man match. Um after the exchange of blows, now there's five minutes left both men are just on their knees like they are just gassed they have just done everything that they possibly can and but m but danielson is smiling guys brian danielson's smiling, like guy like though he's he's saying to himself and he's like dude this guy is so effed. i still can go like another freaking 10 to 20 minutes if i can and mjf at this point is just like crying he's moping and he's like god can i just be done with this please like can you Find me a way to freaking get out of this situation. It was just, it was so like that little, that little moment in the match just defied of how the difference between the two and how comfortable they are in, in that, in this type of, in this type of match. So I thought it was extremely well done. Just that little type of, uh, that little few seconds right there just, is not so minor, especially to me, especially to, 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 to fans like me or to fans like yours truly. Um, so, Danielson applies the single leg crab and at this moment there's like less than 60 seconds left in this match. And MJF guys taps out. MJF taps out. But it's after the time expires. The time expires and now the the match is announced as a sun, as a as a draw which means MJF defends his championship and the crowd is actually not happy about it. And that was interesting. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're not just going to end with a sun, with a, just a draw, are they? That like, they can't do that. Well, fricking Tony Khan, like you could, so so Tony Schiavone's on commentary and he like, he's like, oh, what? Say, say that again. And like, he's getting a message from Tony Khan. He sends that message over to ring announcer, Justin Roberts. And then they announce that this match is now sudden death rules. So the next pinfall wins this match for either Brian Danielson or MJF. So now this is not not just 60 minutes but 60 plus minutes this match freaking goes. Um MJF hits uh, so MJF is furious. He's like pu- like he's pushing the ref. He's he is not happy with this at all. He's like I I I is like, you know, it's a draw. I should still be champion obviously. So he's furious. MJF at this point is pulling out all the stops to just he's using the he's pulling out the freaking title. He's he's taking out his diamond ring. Like anything that this guy is trying to do to get any type of advantage, um, like he is just pulling out all the stops at this point because this you could tell he's desperate. Like he's exhausted. He's desperate, and he's just trying to find any advantage he can to just come out on top because he knows that MJF has like another another third, fourth, sixth gear as as they go along into this match, right? So. MJF is at, um, or is, is on the, uh, what what do you call it? He's outside the ring, but he's, he's, but he's, uh, he, but he's on the floor, but like right outside the ring. And there's an oxygen tank. So both before the match was restarted, they were giving like MJF, like an ox, like oxygen as he's like almost like unconscious, like on the freaking floor before they announced the sudden death rules. So one of those, what, one of those, uh, those oxygen tanks were was, I guess, accidentally left at ringside. And while the referee is not looking, as as uh MJF is like in a seated position, like on the floor, uh MJ, or Danielson sticks his head out through the ring ropes to get MJF back in the ring, and he just smacks that freaking oxygen tank right into the head of of, of Brian Danielson. Um so and of course the ref doesn't see it. Um uh Brian Danielson before that hit us hit a hit a running knee. And I thought, guys, I legit thought right then and there, I'm like, oh, my God, they're not they're not going to do this, are they? They're they're not just going to take this title off of MJF. And guys, within two to nine tenths, MJF freaking kicks out. And then that's when you have the whole oxygen oxygen tank hit to the head to Danielson. Um, So, yeah, my be- like my heart was like beating at, at one point. I'm like, they're not going to do this. Are they like there's no way and MJF freaking kicks out? I was like, wow, that was freaking nuts. So those are like near falls that like, I like, I feel like there's like, again, near falls in wrestling. I feel like is also something that's just overplayed. Like, Oh, it's like one, two. And like, uh, bro, we know, we know he's going to kick out. You know what I mean? But it's moments like that where like, you're unexpected of like, where they're actually going to go. Like, are they actually going to have Danielson win this title? Are they actually going to do this? Are they going to give Danielson his moment here? So I like that, you know, especially in that moment with 60 plus minutes, they've already gone into this match. Um, so yeah, MJF then applies the label lock and guys, Brian Danielson taps out, he taps out and MJF, the guy, the crowd is stunned. The crowd is stunned and I, I, and I'm stunned as well in the process because I thought that maybe this was going to end with Danielson just going to be passed out, especially after that, that oxygen tank, he got hit to his freaking head, but Danielson taps out and yeah, guys, MJF wins wins this freaking match and he retains his title man that 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 guys that is un that that is unbelievable um s- seriously um so i'm gonna put one good i'm gonna put one good actually in this and that is uh that is mjf's well just actually you know what i'm gonna do Th- this match guys was not good this was freaking great <laughs> that was freaking Th- this was something else. Um s- s- seriously, I mean that that is just un freaking believable. Um yeah, I I mean uh, honest to God, this this was this was really, really good, man. Um so so for this, this guy's wasn't good. This was great. And I know guys like you know, I don't have a great column because AEW and WWE and other pay-per-views that I review consistently they just don't do a lot of great shit so but if i do if there is a segment or a match that does get a great you will see two goods and guys for this match that is exactly what you're going to say here brian danielson and mjf that gets two goods that was freaking insane um and i know guys and I i was on the fence as well about just just how how they were going to book this match right and just because i was skeptical because of course mjf winning this was the right call and because i mean i mean it's his first major title defense honestly at a pay-per-view there there is no reason why mjf would not go over they had they had to do that but it was the way but it was brian danielson right because brian danielson guys for for a for like months on months now since being with aew has lost a lot of big matches. Um however, though, however, even though this was another big loss, I think the way that it was done with MJF doing MJF type of stuff to get to get his way, to get over and and retain his championship, um in, in the only fashion that MJF knows how. I I really do think that this did not hurt Brian Danielson as much at all. But now here's the thing though. You have to get something for Brian Danielson moving forward. Like you can't just, you can't just have him on dynamite, just throw him with the rest of the BCC. And because guys like, let, let's be honest with the, with the Blackpool Combat Club, like the Blackpool Combat Club is just, ever since William Regal left, it, it's just, it, it's just meh. It, it really is. Um, so you, you got to have something though moving forward for Brian Danielson. But as of, but as of this match, You know, because we're not talking about Brian Danielson and his bad booking. And I mentioned this about the Elimination Chamber, or excuse me, I'm I'm sorry, not the Elimination Chamber, the, the women's tag title match and about Becky Lynch and Lita creating a moment on Raw that we're not talking about the damage done to to no pun intended to damage control to their booking no we're talking about the moment that was created between becky and lita well what are we talking about right now uh, last night after aew revolution we're talking about freaking mjf and and how just so fucking good this guy is and just how he is silenced to me a lot of freaking doubters about his in-ring ability and that this dude can freaking go with the best of them and that includes one of the best wrestlers in the world that is brian danielson um tremendous absolutely freaking great and guys the one great it involves mjf are you shocked (laughs) because i'm not um it's just yeah i'm just not i'm just not uh I'm not shocked at all. This was this was really just a tremendous match. Brian Danielson of course deserves his major props. He did a tremendous job. Um and I just hope moving forward for Brian Danielson's sake that there is something for him moving forward as MJF moves on, he moves on to his next challenger and hopefully hopefully Brian Danielson can get something going here, but you have to start letting Brian Danielson you gotta get you gotta put him in a feud and you gotta put him in a situation where he can just where he can just elevate and you got you gotta bring him back into a winning streak. You gotta put him in, you gotta keep him, you get you have to have something for him long term, right? Continue to have him win matches, have something for him long term, put him into a feud, make it special, make it feel relevant, make it feel make fans invested. Um, not saying that Tony Khan is gonna freaking do that, but like I said, but outside of that in regards to this match it it did nothing to diminish brian danielson on at all and that of course was what i was afraid of of the sudden death rules going into sudden death um you know because tony khan knew right because he's done there's been there's been 60 minute draws before in the past and like a tony khan is like oh well i can't do uh i can't do another draw to end a pay-per-view because i got a lot of backlash from that yeah let's Like, yeah, let let me write this wrong and let me actually have a definitive winner here. Um, So yeah, so MJF stands tall and he wins this match with MJF winning with his entrance, the in-ring psychology, the storytelling, MJF, his character development, his his, uh, interactions with the crowd, Danielson also screaming and yelling at MJF in this match. Just a very well done match. Guys, really, really was. And this, guys, was not good, but this was great, as that gives this match five goods into the good column. And that was your show, and that was AEW Revolution, March 5th, 2023. Now, let's make these final tallies. So, in the good, we had one good, which was the Jungle Boy and Christian Cage match from earlier in the night. The second good was the Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley Texas Death Match. That third good was the FTR return after the tag title match. So FTR coming back just a really cool moment how unexpected it was. And the two goods were from the MJF Brian Danielson main event. However, the bads Ricky Starks and Jericho just how didn't feel special. Was just another rematch that we could have saw in a dynamite. Um, that second bad was the... Um, what was the second bad? <laughs> the second bad was... Um, well, the ugly. The ugly, of course, was uh, the House of Black versus the Elite. Just how just circus and just, just so chaotic the freaking match was. And it was honestly is what I expected it to be. And it's just a shame because the house of black won this match. And I like house of black, but I have to be honest and I have to call shit out when it needs to be called out. So that when it went into the ugly um, for that match, just again, tag team rules just being thrown out the fucking window and nobody gives a fuck. Um, The next match or the next match in the bad was the um, women's triple threat. Um, Just the roll up finish did not like it. The 50, 50 booking with Soho and just how this this women's title situation and how all of these women are just going to constantly be in, in, in this title picture just throwing everybody out there in one segment for like another what two to three months guys just to me it's just it's just not good at all um and then yeah the the, the next bad was the Wardlow versus Samoa Joe TNT title match and then of course that other bad was the Dan was the tag title match between the guns, the acclaim, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Orange Cassidy, and Danhausen. So you guys know, man, that ugly gets crossed off. And now we add two bads to that. And as you can see, even with even with that great main event that went off the air, unfortunately it did not help the result of this situation as we now have six in the bad and five in the good. And now, and again, of course, guys, maybe this could have gone either way. There was definitely. And again, guys, I understand there was a lot. There was some good that the matches were fine, right? That there were some good matches, but guys, I always say this professional wrestling is more than just putting on a great match. Um, and, and that's, it's, that, that's just how I feel. It's just, what is it leading to like the build, the investment, the crowd, everything in between, um, and how, and if all of those bullet points are hit and, and just a lot more bad in this show or in this pay-per-view, just wait out the good. And guys, this is the first time on this platform where I'd say that we have a negative, result into a pay-per-view and guys are you shocked by the way that this was this this entire pay-per-view was built i mean guys are you shocked leading up to this point um and it's a shame because guys clearly this was it it was not a it was not a clear-cut decision i mean this was clearly 50 50 but again you know there was some decisions and that ugly with that trios titles match and makes a huge difference man i told you stay away from that ugly because that counts into two bads and that can complete, and clearly with this type of board can alter those types of decisions. So, so yeah, guys, as you can see, AEW revolution, March 5th, 2023 was statistically and realistically a bad pay-per-view. I know guys go ahead, bitch and moan and cry, do whatever you want, because I know there's been a lot of talk about this was the best freaking pay-per-view AEW's ever done this was a great show thank you tony for a great show i mean how many times guys do i i always hear the same thing from aw fans how everything is great everything is awesome everything like tony khan like everything that tony khan he like he he shits out turns to gold or whatever like it, it's just it it's just like i it's like enough man we have to start holding uh you know companies like AEW accountable and and guys and like i said i mean if you would have taken away that trio's titles match i mean if you would actually put some care in tag team wrestling this could have been a completely different story but you know unfortunately like i said my hands are tied and i have to call shit out like it is and yeah and and that is that is your final result so this was our, I believe, our third edition of the Good and Bad and the Ugly. And this was our first result in where a pay-per-view um ends up being a bad show. And it's a shame. It really, really is a shame. And guys, that is your review for AEW Revolution. Guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I have to head out. Um, busy day uh for me for the rest of the, of uh of this Monday. So I appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode. Make sure you guys stay tuned for tomorrow um, as we, me and Brian will be back together uh, covering or reviewing uh, WWE raw as that show has been heavily, heavily uh, stacked up by Vince and triple H and WWE. So that is going to be definitely a big show to cover. So, and of course me and Brian will be back at it on Friday when we cover AEW uh dynamite and on the fallout to revolution um and then of course guys on sunday uh, of course if you guys are on our facebook page and if you guys are on our instagram you guys have seen the schedule um sunday of course will be our smackdown review and once again our top five wrestlers of the week thank you guys so much for joining me on another edition of the good the bad and the ugly. That is going to do it for today's episode, guys. My name is James Porcelli saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.